We know in Texas there are over 70 of these facilities that store at least 10,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate, and this is an ongoing danger. I will, I will not minimize the CSB report whatsoever. I think it's a good report. This report very vividly captures the powerful rise of this event and what needs to happen to prevent it from happening again. Has Texas done enough to prevent another tragedy like the West Fertilizer Company explosion? According to a Chemical Safety Board report released last month, we haven't. Today, we'll talk to Chemical Safety Board investigators Johnny Banks and Lucy Tyler, Texas State Fire Marshal Chris Keneally, and Texas Watch Deputy Director Ware Windle about what this report means for the safety of Texans. You're listening to Texas Tells. I'm Tori Summerman. First, here's Deanna Govia with the story. West Texas, 2013. A fertilizer plant explodes, injuring over 260 and killing 15, most of whom were first responders on the site. I'm getting you everybody I can. You have deputies, you have Bellmead Fire, you have EMS. I'm sending everybody I got. The blast was among the most destructive ever investigated by the U.S. Chemical Safety Board. The fertilizer plant in West stored about 30 tons of ammonium nitrate, over 12 times the amount used by Timothy McVeigh in the Oklahoma City bombing. So, when a fire at the facility started, an explosion was imminent. There has been an explosion on the fire scene. There are firefighters down at this time. Again, there has been an explosion on the fire scene. There are firefighters down at this time. Now it's 2016, three years later. You would think that more has been done to protect Texans from another tragedy, but you would be wrong. Last month, the CSB released their final report on the West Fertilizer explosion and found 19 other plants in Texas that are still at risk of facing a similar tragedy. All of these locations are within a half mile of a school, hospital, or nursing home. We have an apartment complex with people trapped. We have people trapped at the West Rest Haven. Because West didn't have strict zoning laws, the West Fertilizer Plant was located right next to a middle school, high school, residences, and a nursing home. All of these structures experienced a significant amount of damage in the blast. People in the area were also not notified about the danger they faced. But the volunteer firefighters weren't adequately trained in dealing with hazardous materials. They just didn't realize that an explosion would happen. It was a lack of preparation that led to these circumstances, making the explosion so much more destructive. Because the city of West experienced such a huge loss, you would think that we would have regulations in place to prevent another tragedy, like sprinklers to prevent fires or adequate liability insurance. But this is not the case. In the three years since West, only three bills relating to the incident have been heard and only one of them passed. So why aren't Texans being protected? The rest home has been seriously damaged. We have many people down. Please, please respond. Okay, so let's break it down year by year, though. So, 2013, we have the explosion, right? Why does nothing happen that year? 
the explosion happened in April. So it was nearing the end of the legislative session. And there are deadlines for when you can introduce legislation, when legislation has to be heard. Um, it can be difficult to overcome those deadlines. And often the legislature wants to study an issue before they take action with uh, proposing legislation. So that was what happened through the interim in 2014. Bills were proposed at the beginning of the session in 2015. And, um, and one bill did pass. Uh, it was a bill by Representative Casal, who represents the community of West, um, House Bill 942. House Bill 942 was an important first step. And you can think of it as kind of a consensus bill. If you look at the various uh, interests who weighed in in favor of the bill, they come from from the agricultural community, from the environmental community, um, and from public safety organizations like Texas Watch. That was Ware Wendell, deputy director of Texas Watch, explaining why, three years after the West Fertilizer plant explosion, Texas still doesn't have adequate protections against these tragedies, at least according to a report released by the Chemical Safety Board last month. According to Ware, the Texas legislature passed only one bill regulating ammonium nitrate since the explosion. HB 942. We asked investigators Lucy Tyler and Johnny Banks from the Chemical Safety Board, an independent federal agency charged with investigating industrial chemical accidents like the one in West, why their report called this single attempt at regulation inadequate. Um, The one thing that sort of stood out to the CSB is that as we uh, came to the conclusion that wooden bins storing the actual fertilizer is what contributed to the, uh, or sort of facilitated the spread of the fire and contributed to the explosion, Um, we sort of felt that uh, House Bill 942 was lacking in that area where they didn't necessarily include that uh, that provision for combustible storage bins. Right, so going a little bit further into House Bill 942, is that the only problem you identified? Or, I mean, there's so many recommendations in the report uh, specifically for Texas, and it seems that we fall short on a lot of those matters. One of the uh, things that we've looked at uh, is inherently safer technology or inherently safer design. And we felt that allowing for the use of combustible storage bins is kind of um, one of the more serious items because we feel like it, it could have been a slightly more protective measure had uh, House Bill 942 included some type of statement that would either prohibit the use of combustible bins or phase them out. Lucy and Johnny aren't the only ones warning the state legislature about proper storage of ammonium nitrate. So in 2014, you guys released a report that included recommendations for the state legislature. Am I correct in saying that no bill entirely captured all of those recommendations? That's me talking to Texas State Fire Marshal Chris Keneally about his 2014 recommendations to the legislature, recommendations that lawmakers declined to use in their entirety. Not, not completely. I mean, certainly there's lots of recommendations that come during, a, during that legislative process, if you will. And mm-hmm. ultimately, the legislature uh, is the policymaker, and so they formulate the policy that they want to see enacted, and that's what we're following up with and, and moving forward. Does it concern you at all that the CSB report has said that what has been done so far is insufficient? I will, I will not minimize the CSB report whatsoever. I think it's a, it's a, it's a good report. And mm-hmm. uh, so uh, certainly uh, we've worked closely with them. And 
go through the investigation as well as since then. Uh, we uh, share data with them with a number of facilities uh, in Texas, and so uh, we're very much in a collaborative manner. Uh, but certainly the legislature sets policy. So uh, certainly the legislature will take an advisement this CSB report. Uh, so we'll see if there's any other changes that evolve this next session because it just came out. And so the next time the legislature meets is in 2017, January, and we'll be providing feedback to the legislature of, you know, good and bad and things that we're making recommendations to correct if we identify anything. The Texas legislature is coming back in 2017. And the question is, how will they utilize the numerous recommendations made by the CSB? I asked Lucy and Johnny to pick their top five recommendations for Texas from the report. Well, I think first would be inherently safer storage. Um, mm -hmm. So that would include combustible bins, having sprinklers and fire detection. Another area would be land use planning and zoning. So that sort of brings about the question of where these facilities are located in proximity mm -hmm. to populated areas, community structures like schools and nursing homes. I think the, the fire code issue is another area where you know there's a lot of there's a lot of challenges that Texas faces uh, in terms of uh, adopting and implementing a statewide fire code, but uh, that would possibly increase awareness and also increase the frequency and rigor of inspections against them. Another area would be insurance. One of the things that we looked at uh, sort of aligns with House Bill. 2470, you know, just the idea of imposing some type of insurance regulation as a requirement for applying to sell fertilizer-grade ammonium nitrate. And then my fifth one would be uh, training for firefighters uh, because that would provide for more preemptive planning so there would just be an increased awareness um, at, at the local level and they would uh, know the hazards at the facilities within their jurisdictions and how to respond to them. Safer storage and zoning, implementing a statewide fire code, training for firefighters, all straightforward ways to make these facilities and the surrounding communities safer. But what about this notion of insurance regulation? I asked insurance whiz Ware Wendell to explain how a bill requiring these facilities to carry liability insurance would protect Texans. We were very proud to, to assist with that bill. Um, State Representative Eddie Rodriguez, who's the vice chair of the committee, filed that legislation. It was very important legislation. What the bill proposed was requiring facilities that store ammonium nitrate, which as we know can be a very dangerous uh, substance, to carry adequate levels of liability insurance. Um, that's important because in the West explosion, um, the facility had a million dollar insurance policy. Texas law actually does not require these facilities to carry any insurance at all. There's no requirement. They had a million dollar policy and we now know that over $200 million in, in losses occurred from this. So this facility was grossly underinsured. The bill would have, would have tasked the commissioner of insurance with developing the appropriate levels of coverage for these uh, facilities. Um, they had flexibility. It was not a one-size-fits-all approach. Uh, they could take into consideration different risk factors like population density. 
We know in Texas there are over 70 of these facilities that store at least 10,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate, and at least 20,000 people live within a half mile of these sites. So this is an ongoing danger for the public. If these facilities had to have insurance, you would harness private market forces to improve their safety. Um, just as if you have a, a security system at your home, you can call up your insurance company and tell them, hey, I'm a really safe homeowner. Um, I should get a discount for that. And so there's an incentive for you to be safe. And by the same token here, the, if these facilities had uh, excellent training, fire suppressant systems, etc., they could mitigate their risk and lower their premiums. So all the incentives are in favor of protecting the public, protecting workers, um, and avoiding a tragedy like this. Unfortunately, though, the bill did not pass. Without regulations like HB 2470 in place, what sort of risk are Texas communities facing? CSB investigator Johnny Banks noted that there are 19 communities in Texas that are within close proximity to a fertilizer-grade ammonium nitrate facility. We didn't uh, have occasion to visit these facilities, but we um, made note that they were in as close proximity as the, so the other structures were around West, and without having the, uh, uh, the wherewithal to visit these sites and make a tour and make those assessments, we, we can't say with absolute surety that they're uh, in the line of fire, but just the, the closeness of those facilities uh, really you know, gives us pause for concern. So what do you think the effect of this report will be on regulation in Texas? Well, our hope is to uh, make as a clear uh, a presentation as possible so that um, all of the different layers, all the different parts of this puzzle that absolutely had to be present for the event to occur are addressed. And so we purposely take it to all the various uh, areas that have been outlined in, in our discussion here today of uh, IFT, sprinklers, land use planning, fire code, insurance, training, uh, pre-incident uh, planning, all of those things, if you do them in concert, you minimize the possibility of, of an event like this occurring again. And so uh, we don't have the, the big stick of fines and citations. So what we do is we, our lifeblood is recommendations. And so we have uh, initiated that part of our process to reach out to the recommendations recipients to, um, and we've got their uh, uh, cooperation thus far and uh, hopefully recommendations are implemented in short short order and other facilities, these 19 that are in Texas, but then there's also other ammonium nitrate facilities throughout the country right. will pick up this report, see it, and consider if they are sitting on a ticking time bomb as well. It's not uh, uh, something that we uh, create these reports and, and want them to just sit and gather dust. We, we feel that this report very vividly captures the hows and whys of this event and what needs to happen to prevent it from happening again. While the CSB is hopeful that Texas lawmakers will heed its advice, Ware says Texas Watch will continue to work on the issue. I'm hopeful that this report will help to inform the legislature and will point out where there's work remaining to be done. Um, I think that there 
are important steps that can be taken. I think the legislature took a, a first step last session, and that was good and necessary, but not necessarily sufficient. There's more work to be done. That's all we have time for today. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Texas Tells. All the music on today's show was performed in-house by Deputy Director Ware Whipple. Texas Tells is a production of Texas Watch. You can learn more at www.texaswatch.org.